0: Like every day I would like bullet point something like this is this is the way to live or this is what I need to do or well, this is who I am. And it's like at some point, you know, the definition of madness is you keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, I started to realize I had all these notes and they were just saying the same thing and I wasn't living it. It's like, okay, there comes a time when you want to start like being it, Lawrence. And, uh, and even I say things in my books like Lazy Guru that like super wise, but do I do it? <laughs> so, anyway It's a wonderful chaos Beautifully random
1: Messy and glorious Solo or tandem We work to find rest We fight to find peace Both head and the heart
0: Go.
2: And the like that you learn is the that And the pray. So today we have The Art of Having No Idea
1: with Lauren Shorter, and we're going to discuss exactly what it means to go into life and not have an idea. What the hell is going to happen next? Why Lawrence said yes is actually a good question, because he's prominent. He's uh, published books that have been bestsellers, uh, including The Optimist and The Lazy Guru's Guide to Life. Um, I showed Ronnie his Wikipedia page and she said, you know what? I'm looking for a comedian to do a show. So maybe he's uh, he's going to be someone who can, um, you know, hold a group of bankers. And I said, baby, you know anyone can hold a group of bankers because in general, the humor level doesn't have to go that high, you know?
2: <laughs> Ooh, and if anyone from Ronnie's colleagues are watching, please be offended. <laughs> please be offended.
1: Please be offended. He spent years in creative entrepreneurship, in a VC world, tech strategy, brand and leadership, grounded in spiritual practice of non-duality and surrender. Wherever you heard those two words come from, bambos non-duality and surrender certainly will have a lot in common so we're at the art of having no idea now Mm. just to give you a story of how at least lawrence we've come to find you as we've done 222 shows you're number 222 and we have literally not known what we were going to do before we started any of those shows
0: yeah i mean it's it's (laughs) it's beautiful and 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 i'm envious let me get that off my chest right away I, i i envy the beauty of your form right because I think that I've aspired to that form and I've done it and you have done that uh, magic trick of systematizing it, systematizing the unknown so that you have that formulaic platform of unknow- unknowing, this every day or however often it is you do it these days. And um, yeah, this is something that I haven't mastered yet, which is that I think there's a, there's a slight artist tendency that I am recognizing in myself, not that I'm calling myself an artist, but I am an artist, yeah. but, but that I like to move on from forms. Like, so I do it for a short period of time and then I say, oh, kind of bored of that title now. I want to try a new one. And, uh, and so I really admire it when anyone just does it with persistence, especially a form like this, which is, which is so emergent and loose and open. It's just what it needs, right? It needs that yeah. holding structure.
1: Yeah, we had, we had, you know, I, I, before I like my, I had a mentor who I was with for 10 years and every, every two years he'd change the name of our company because he'd say, no, no, Andy, no, 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 this, it's not right. It's, hmm. it's not special enough. And then, and then hmm. in the end, like I did this like five times with him and the end I said, Case, no one has ever come to us because the title of our company. They come to us because of a relationship they have. So mm-hmm. let's just pick a dumb name and stick with it, and that'll be fine, right? What was the dumb name? Cubist, Question-Based Interactive Systems Technologies. <laughs> dumb name.
0: <laughs> well, I'm guilty of the, of the keep changing the name in, in the hopes that it will nail it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I did that ten years. I can tell you, I can tell you, like the iterations. We started with not the carrot, and then we went to unprecedented, and then we went to uh, something in between. I can't remember, and then we went to uh, meaningful relations, and then we ended up with cubist. So we went through maybe five or six of these things.
0: So I'm really honored to be here. And what do you want to talk about? I mean, I I want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, go on. Exactly. Tell us about your biggest childhood wound. What was the thing that you think you had to recover from in your life as a child so that you could become the man you are today?
0: Well, I'm still recovering from it. Um, and I guess my understanding of it would be because a wound is always invisible until you start recovering from it. In wow. my experience, it, it is that I was, I think, accidentally neglected a little bit. I say accidentally because my parents are good parents and they were good parents good uh, were and are good people and yet in the early 70s it was still i think there were still blind spots right so i was two things um the doctors in their wisdom the obstetricians i was born in new york city uh, because apparently this was the this was a great thing to do took the baby away from the mother for 24 hours apparently that was a great thing to do and you know i didn't know that but just that was apparently just a wonderful thing to do for a child's like nervous system and uh, and wow. so that's that's one thing that happened. And then I think that uh, when I was nine months old, my mother went off for a couple of months uh, on holiday and left me with my grandparents in another country. The kind of thing that was probably just, you know, absolutely bread and butter in centuries past and perhaps during the Second World War, unspeakable trauma filtering its way through the entire population of everywhere. And then... Kind of echoed in the children of that time. So I think that I'm I'm just of a universal. I'm one of billions of people who suffered from some like psychological blind spots. So my wound is uh, feeling rejected, not good mm. enough, and um, even so, let's say unattractive, uh, ugly, annoying, and undesirable. Mm. And uh, I still to this day find it difficult. To like to be at peace with my image online, so I can I, really pointedly not looking at my face now. Sometimes I glance over and like, ooh, don't want to look at that. Wow, <laughs> and uh, the judgments, yeah. uh, and and yeah, the, and and the weird inversion of that is sometimes I'm fascinated by, oh, I'm looking great, you know. Yeah. So there's a whole thing there. I said, you asked the right question for a guy like me because I think about myself
1: all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I look at the mirror and say, well, what a wonderful image I'm looking at. (laughs) There's
2: actually one more consequence uh, removing a baby from its mother for 24 hours is Mm. the baby tends to have problems latching onto the nipple.
0: Mm. uh, Yeah, I I don't know if that happened, but I know we didn't bond well. And so um, the story goes that we had trouble. You know, my mom and I had trouble. For forever and yeah. and it perhaps originated there but who knows where these things originate it yeah. may have been that i came into this life with some 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 issues uh i don't know where it starts like the iceberg you know how deep under the water does it go back in time ancestrally or yeah. karmically and uh I, I all i know is that even uh now every day my job now is to soothe my nervous system uh-huh. uh enough uh, and hold it. So to hold it, which is why I'm, I, I'm obsessed with holding and structure and why I admire your structure is like t- to hold myself enough so that I can be creative. because there's still like a, a kid who got disconnected um, who knows that there were moments of like pure immersion and flow and absorption. And I, and I, I live for those. And, and and even just in terms of um, not idealism, but just having to get, you know, make uh, make a living, I have to get into that state. Um, So I'm dealing with that, that, that tendency all the time, every day.
2: Well, Mm. like, as you're speaking, I just, I just feel it. Like, that's intense. Mm. Yeah. And beautiful. Like, as you're speaking, I'm like, I love this man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Thank you. That's nice. I mean, I I suppose it is intense and, and it's only now, look, I'm 50, Believe it or not, well, <laughs> believe it or believe it.
1: You're 51, by, according to Wikipedia. Oh, that's a lie.
0: And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Especially since it was my brother who put the page up initially. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm uh, I'm 50, but I look. It's almost as if um, the intensity of it has only become apparent to me in recent years. So it's like, oh, now I begin to realise the full intensity of it. Whereas before i remember my 20s like hey my childhood was great and then something happens in my mid-30s crisis uh some some proper rejection some failure right and then it's like ooh, there's something going on what's going on oh i'm like these layers of an onion Sorry. jeez what's what's inside me and then you know 15 years later i'm still uncovering oh wow this is not a um thing you solve overnight this is a uh this is this this is a daily practice of of uh of of focus and compassion like mm-hmm. warrior like structure and goddess like uh kindness yeah and it turns out that's quite a useful set of skills for um for life in general so yeah I mean, you're a gift yeah you
1: know? yeah, you pointed at basically you in in the text was also about uh polarities and 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 if there's one thing we spend a lot of time discussing on the show is. The, not the, the dualism and the, and like holding two, two things that, that appear to be opposing ideas simultaneously.
0: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, that sounds good, but I, I've kind of I, I can't remember where that came up. Was that something that you? Said uh, it was in said... your
1: no, no, no. It was in your bio. You talked about that, that your practice oh. is this non-dualism and oh, surrender. And we spent a lot of time talking about both of those subjects in different shapes and forms on this show.
0: Yeah, because the more you talk about it, the, the more it's, uh, the more you're practicing it. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. No, that's the humor of it. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's, But I mean, that's the beauty of the absurdity Let, is that let's analyze you, it. Yeah, let's conceptualize it so that we think we understand it. So now we actually believe that we actually got it. Right. That's the no.
0: I mean, this is the thing. I spent until really, really recently. I mean, I right here, just on my right, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a closet with a stack of notebooks where I was like every day i would like bullet point something like this is this is the way to live or this is what i need to do or this is who i am and it's like at some point you know the definition of madness is you keep doing the same thing over and over again it's like i started to realize i had all these notes and they were just saying the same thing and i wasn't living it it's like okay there comes a time when you want to start like being it lawrence and uh and uh, and even I say things in my my books like lazy guru that like super wise but do I do it? <laughs> so anyway,
1: yeah, I was laughing because as you speak, and we had a beautiful guest on yesterday as well, where a lot of these themes were also coming up. Mm. And the thing that I just had is, you know, I, I, I I've I've just jumped into the third book. I, it just happened, you know, you know, you, you it, for me, I don't focus. It just hits me and I write, and then I wake up at four in the morning and I write, and then I'll write a book. And then at the end, like, I'll just, I don't have a focus or a linear way of, of operating. Yeah. I finished the book looking at it, trying to D like take out how I see communications and make it, uh, you know, written in, uh, in a textbook like form. And then I look at it and I'm say, this is bullshit. Because now I've taken the complexity of being raised with an abusive dad and I've tried to make it look like this is something that I can reverse engineer and teach somebody where actually they didn't have a dad screaming at them where they had to look at that micro expression of anger on their face and say, oh, shit, that means anger. So now that became a skill. (laughs) How do you teach that to someone in in a book and be honest about it? That was a very funny uh, moment of realization.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's the difference between art and art and teaching. And um, yeah. that's one I struggle with all the time. Uh, yeah, I go. I mean, I could just keep talking all the time, but I want to hear well, from Bambos I, as well. I,
1: yeah, well, Bambos will often sit there and look at us and say, oh, shit, what's going on here? So what's he going on like, there, He's he just
0: exuding from his heart chakra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that does what that he all does? the time. He just yeah, sits yeah, there, yeah. there and just goes like He that,
1: holds yeah? space for both of us, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I always like to check in.
2: Yeah, nice. Well before the show, Andy, before you jumped on with us, he was like, wow, we're having this person on our show and uh, online it's this, this, this and this and he's a great man. And so when you came on and I saw that somehow um, you were showering us with a lot of love and acknowledgement and and almost elevating us and kind of you staying in this humility place and, and I just want to name that I saw that happening. And I, and I was wondering um, how, when people elevate you, how does that, what happens for you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Because mm-hmm. when you were talking about me before I came on, I was like, who is that? Actually, there was one moment when I <laughs> thought, I actually, I lost the thread because maybe I thought about something that I had to do. And then I mm-hmm. thought, and then I tuned back in, it's like are they talking about (laughs) and and i think that you know it's a fine line isn't it i'm a coach and one of the things that i think i i do as a coach is um well i used to deflect from myself by asking questions now that's how i develop the skill but now what's the art is like well allowing myself to be vulnerably center stage or or, um even vulnerably celebrated Mm. it's pretty painful Um, and painful is too strong a word. It's like, or it's too obvious a word because it's, it's awkward and uncomfortable. And there's that, I am, by the way, um, I am, as you can tell English, but I'm half American. So I was born there and my mother was from the States. So inside me somewhere, there's this like uh, salesperson, right? There's this, I'm not saying all Americans are salespeople, but you know, there's that, uh, sense of pride in, um, representing yourself, um, or at least an aspiration. And so I like integrating those two things is such a big I am right at the beginning of that bamboo. Mm. Uh, so I'm baby steps right now. And I think maybe it comes down to a really I suppose accuracy of story. Like when you when you talk about all the things I've done or what I've done, I just there's always a part of me in the sense that says, Yeah, but I was a bestseller in Canada, okay? You know, it's like you know, i just want to undercut myself all the time but still it's an international bestseller so you know good yeah um and maybe it's like an addiction to honest there's an addiction to honesty and it can be accidentally um it can be covertly self um uh judging or or hiding even yeah so thanks you're a beautiful person
1: I can relate with everything you've said for sure. No, which part? I mean deflecting.
2: This is, this is yeah. the part where I said you guys get to connect. <laughs> yeah, this is just
1: deflect. I mean, I see myself deflecting. You know, the book one, the second book I just did won a won a, a prize in a category of large publishers for self help. So it's an accomplishment, right? You'd say, and then and then I say, well, you know what? I mean, the book competition it couldn't have been that big if I won it of course you know like that's the first the the first diminishing of the book um and then it's like you know what babe you know you had to pay to get in the competition so of course mm. the number of entries can't be all that much if you had to pay to get in so at the end it's always like a great achievement and then but it couldn't have been that good but it couldn't <laughs> at the end you're just mm. not celebrating the mm. actual mm. achievement right
0: yeah and actually right. this is really uh Brings me back to what I was saying about this shift I'm making. I say I'm making because I'm really right in the middle of it. This shift from planning the future to living every day, and it's not spiritual. It is spiritual, but it's not like um, it's not it's not just uh, living in the moment. It's literally well, what what do I um, what habits every day? So it's about you know the habits every day that are nourishing and And what I'm beginning to see is that so i'm coming I'm coming off of your gratitude thing here like there's the self appreciation piece and but I don't like doing it in an engineered way like so there's the um, there's the mindset of kind of self hacking where these are practices I, I'm going to do this mindfulness i'm going to do my three um, blessings i'm going to do my whatever 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 and you know that's great, and yet what I'm beginning to Uh, really uh, I'm I'm beginning to be convinced by is that it all comes down to one thing which is that um, when I spend time with myself quality time with myself in whatever way um, without a task including an appreciation task or a writing task or a journal uh, too many tasks right taskless this is the no idea stuff right taskless no idea time with me 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 and then from that what i notice is automatically comes at a certain point sometimes um comes suffering or discomfort Uh, but sometimes uh that has to be there first and then or agitation and then some point i start to automatically think of things i am i'm grateful for i'm like geez that is good that you don't need to hack your life too much. All you need to do is 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 live every day for yourself, and then I, I. So that starts to be my. I'm just sharing my thought process, like as simple as you can get. But it's a discipline, right? It's hard.
1: All I can say is hallelujah,
0: hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Yeah. As of January this year, I uh, I walk every. Every uh, day for about three to four hours. Wow! Every day, three to four hours. jeez. do you have young, you don't have young children, right? No, outside of yeah. Bombos, no. So uh, um, the, uh, the the the, and I'm on day like 88 of at least 10,000 steps. Wow! And I've been more productive in my life by allotting time just to walk. For those three to four hours, than I was ever before when I was cramming shit in and just trying to get as much out of a day as I could.
0: I've got a question for you um, guys, both of you, um, if you want. Um, so I, I'm, I'm struggling. So I'm always struggling with, with something, right? And I don't mean in a bad way. I'm, I'm wrestling mm. with it. So what I'm wrestling with it at the moment is, I've engaged in a an amazing personal what they a course, an amazing course in personal knowledge management and i can say more yeah. about the specific course but it's an it's an extraordinarily like well thought through sophisticated methodology for dealing with lots of content um whatever you read or watch and processing it and then turning it into content mm-hmm. and as i do this and like, wow okay everything can, can become my life could become highly systematized and, and mechanized and um routinized and all that stuff and I've got to make the. I, I, I'm the one who makes the, the living in our house. I'm the I'm the owner. And so there's a. I've got to do it right. There's a logic to it. So, but how I need to write is in that. Um, like, oh, sorry. How I I wish I could write is in that way. Oh, it just came. That's how I want to live, right? And yet, when you have this kind of nervous system that I have, or this very a scattered mind always ideas ideas what's the minimum holding that's required but the struggle or the wrestle is when does all that process start to fill the space completely so there's no space for the emergence so i was like Ooh. uh and i guess i just need good coaching on it but but creating as light and simple as possible a daily structure or a weekly structure like your walks that allows that creates the conditions for the emergence. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. But not cluttering it too much. And I
1: am, wow, I'm a real clutterer. Yeah. I mean, I, the, 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 we did a show, uh, I guess two weeks ago was the, the, uh, the being versus doing. So when am I just doing and then how does that life look? against when am I just fully being and how does that life look and how does it look when you've integrated those two in more of a Mm. state so Mm -hmm. yeah I uh, I hear as you speak you could say structure versus flexibility right that could be another dichotomy you're looking at
0: I think I've got it I think I think I'm on the path I think I know what needs to happen but it's it's amazing how how long I can actually defer the writing because I'm too busy structuring yeah, <laughs> you know? and, and have you read The uh, War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? The Art before? of War or The War of Art? No, The War of Art. So Stephen no. Pressfield is an American writer and he twisted the title around no. and called it The War of Art. It's beautiful. very. It's, it's kind of a cult book. It's a slender volume and it's about how difficult it is to create. And oh, wow. uh, it's beautifully written, very powerful, quite muscular kind of language. And he's like, resistance is the enemy. Oh, yeah. And you will do anything, you know, not to write. You'll do anything, and and every day you have to slay that demon every day. And day. I'm like,
1: I'm not slaying it right now. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a really interesting. I mean, you, you're you're touching on a really a massive uh, a massive point, mm. and uh, as you said it, I could kind of like phew, I saw that, that that it could be uh, like a whole hour show on just that topic, and uh, I think it's interesting because. I've often had a trying to support people in my own coaching when they're dealing with a thing you've now discussed. It's not black and white because at some level, some individuals need structure in order to build a new routine, but then that new structure can become an addiction and stop them from actually getting to be creative. So there's like a a fine line, but it's almost like never black or white. It's almost, I need the structure. But now the structure is becoming an impediment and in mek- in going any further. So now I need the, you know, the, 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 the fluidity, right? The solid versus the fluid states. So it's, uh, it's and I think the, the trouble is, is that if we can't see ourselves, right, from the perspective of observing the more animal instincts, then we'll get trapped thinking we know because we're doing the thing we think we know. And at the same time, we're not observing that that's a pattern from the past. Or we're not able to see that. I hope that's not going too far into a rabbit hole, but that's no, when it's no, really no. it's really nice to have friends around you that say, mm. hey, dude, this is the fourth time you've discussed this. I had a discussion yesterday on a coaching call with someone. I won't name the individual, but they came to me and they said, I'm going to I'm jo- I'm doing a job. I'm doing a job to work for free. Now, they come to me for four times and they've given away their labor for free to companies. Although they graduated from college, they're highly skilled. So they're, they've actually worth $100,000, easy from their capacity. But they keep doing internships. <laughs> and they've done internships four times I know of. And the last time they said, oh, I'm going to do an internship because I want to learn what it's like at an agency. I'm like, that's great. But why don't you just get the job because you can get paid for the thing that you were going to have to do there anyway. So you might as well make money at it. No, 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 no. And the next thing is I want to work at this creative director's house. Okay, that sounds good. But why don't you get paid for it? So the the humor was in this in this process is as this individual is telling themselves, I'm doing this to learn and grow. What they're not acknowledging is they're scared as hell to claim their value. Hmm.
2: They can get rejected and then where's my worth
1: and then where's my worth it's how safe do do not to claim your value how did you guys meet each other
2: <laughs> uh, i had anger issues I ended the relationship mother of my child said you can't see your daughter anymore and i started and i started a new business and i was losing money really quickly and going down the drain and my, my state of mind was I didn't have an issue with violence, High, highly identified individual, blinds a fucking bat. <laughs> and and in a way, I was going down the, the drain. And I don't know what he saw in me, but he uh, he saw some qualities there that he thought, okay, let's... But we only had one agreement. If, you, if you're going to if you are violent ever again, this relationship is over. So, and in that way, he started to support me. He actually was the only friend I had back then. Uh, he was the only one I was saying, he wasn't telling me to get a real job. Hmm. And uh, I think on that journey, we, uh, we bonded. Hmm.
0: As friends or as a coaching thing?
2: Andy has been my mentor. He's also be my mentor on the show sometimes, but in general, we like to think that we're equals. Mm. Mm. How does that land for you, Andy Shaliff?
1: I mean, it would be nice to embrace that for like Lawrence, if he sees us on the show and sees me joking with you, playing with, there also might be the understanding that I have been mentoring you for a lot of years. So if you're reading and picking up on that dynamic between the two of us, that would be fair to see meaning that that's the way we've worked at or what comes up every so often. Hmm. Well,
0: I'm just curious about love affairs between collaborators. Yeah. And, and it's probably because I have a, a lone wolf streak and I do collaborate with a lot of people, but I haven't for a long time had a, uh, a, you know, one-on-one partnership with a collaborator and and what I, what I love about your, and I, I hope I'm not deflecting here, but what yeah. I love about, what I love about your setup is the, um well, the, the love and the chemistry and, you know, and that creates a magical alchemy. And so I see you as equals. Yeah. I mean, I experienced you as equals rather. Yeah. I, I, I didn't experience that mental thing. No, I was just curious because there's the chalk and cheese thing going on, you know, I like that. Yeah. Um, it's lovely, yeah. And also, you know, when we were talking, I, was, I, I realized there's a, um, when you were talking about um, animal forces and um, you didn't lose me, it's just that I wondered if there was something more available um, than us agreeing with each other about um, things. Uh, and maybe it's about story. Maybe it's By the about... way, you
1: have to slow down a little bit because I, I I don't know wh- what you're referring back to now, so I, I want to stay with you.
0: Ah, yeah. Just before um, I asked about your partnership and how you knew each other, you were talking about structure. We'd gone on we'd gone into this thing about structure and flexibility, and and I I what I felt was that there was the possibility for something deeper. Um, and 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 I don't know what the access point is. Um, and it could be, st- what my mind is thinking is that could be storytelling um, because there's a lot to share. Um, and I'm curious to know if there's a different, and, and I experienced Bambos as a kind of, uh, his presence as a provocation because of his stillness that provokes me into, uh, into depth or wishing for, to bring more of myself rather than more of my head. If that wow. makes
1: sense. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. How does that feel, Bambos?
2: Well, you said it. It's very beautiful. I noticed when you spoke, I, my physical reaction, I took an even deeper breath. Mm. And It wasn't forceful, but it was quite full. So thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying how you're showing up, actually.
0: Mm. Thank you. And there was like a shortness of breath in me. I was. This is the thing. I, I think somatically, I was experiencing a shortness of breath, uh, a, a concern with my parents, uh kind of slight. I, and so I feel like this is this is an opportunity, and I really, I want, It's almost like I want to juice it because it's not it's not um it's not going to be uh like this for uh, another time you know maybe i'll see you guys again in a year or two i mean who knows so i want to get i want the juice yeah the juice of this not the just not just the froth
2: yeah Hmm. i'm trying to grasp what the question is (laughs) what the hell are you talking about
1: man i I would love this bombos um i would ask you um because your questions are going to be deeper connecting to lawrence and i'll usually stay kind of higher energy a lot and enjoy and play and what I hear Lawrence asking from us and then more directed towards you is I'd love to go as deep as you'd like to go. So in a way, it's an invitation as far as I hear it to you to say "What's what would you really love to ask?
0: Yeah, or it could be for you, Andy, to... to, to um, um, to, to tell a story or ask a story, I mean I love telling stories, but but but
1: it's not necessarily. Um,
0: well,
1: about- I can ask. I can tell you a confusion I have with you. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So it was beautiful because when Bambos came on and he said, "I built you up," and then you came on, I could tell you I had the same experience as he did with you, which was like. Who the fuck is this guy? Because I expected this aura. He's a comedian. He's done venture capital. He's done this. He's, he's done the Edinburgh. So as I'm reading your Wikipedia page, I'm like, oh, we're going to ha- be with this high energy character for an hour. We're, we're going to have to kind of keep up with him. And, uh, and then you come in kind of solemn and kind of present and beautiful, but totally not like what my brain constructed before you showed up.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm really sorry that I'm solemn. That's terrible. I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's dismal. I, I, you know, comedy is a hat you wear, isn't it? And uh, I'm not a I'm not a working stand-up comedian. I'm not a gigging comedian. I haven't done comedy for a while, but but I love doing it. But it's a hat, right? You put a role on, you put your hat on, and you go up there, and you're 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 being something for someone. And I'm not here being a comedian um, for you guys. And, um, as far as I can tell, I'm invited here as a human to be equal. So if that comes across as sort of, then that's okay. I guess that's, 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 part, that's who I am, but you know, there's a, there's, um, so if, if that's confusing, I guess it's just, um, uh, a matter of time before like the, the jester comes out as well. I, I think it's just all the different the, the different bits. I'm just not
1: high energy in that way. But no, no, but I just, that was more just by the way, saying something about me and less about you as far as I was concerned just now.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah,
1: yeah it was more like, so I've created a story about you in my head. I've primed Bombos on the same story. You show up and then we're now sharing an idea of who this guy is having never met and now all of a sudden you're in front of us and like we're reconciling actually if the show had a different title and i didn't lead in with all that content we would have kind of sort of been present with you because we didn't have assumptions about you before you came on yeah
0: but it tells you something about my fucked up online identity doesn't it i mean (laughs) I mean, it's true, right? So the level of alignment between how I appear and what I am is, you know, work in progress.
1: Yeah, I guess. It's not, it's
0: not your fault. It's like, yeah, I've done a lot of things and I, and I have shown up Mm -hmm. on, I mean, I remember when I was promoting my first book, I was on TV a few times and I, and, 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 and I remember showing up in this, like, and I had peroxide hair and I was like wearing my jacket and I was being a media guy and I was coming up with my my funny stories and my gags and like i wasn't really very very comfortable or grounded in myself yeah. i was being uh i was being the, the mask or whatever and you know and then i burned out because uh like the phone stopped ringing and i was like yeah i did the media round which you do when you launch a book with a you know an official publisher and back in those days 10 years ago 15 years ago they threw money at it still yeah I had some fun and then suddenly that but it was over and I was like whoa what happened where am I who am I I'm not famous yet what's going on (laughs) and and I burned out and that was the not the beginning not the very beginning but it was a big stage in my you know becoming aware of what was really going on for me it's like like um uh, I can be um <clears throat> I can sink into something. There's something to sink into here. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still sinking into it. Uh, but I'm torn, right? So, so what you're also picking up with me, and I guess I do this work with my clients as well, is just the different parts, right? So there is definitely a guru thing uh, hanging around somewhere in me. There's an archetype somewhere that people say you're a guru. I was like, really? Uh, um, but, but, you know, there's definitely a bit of that going on, right? And then there's a bit of a uh, lost boy, yeah there's a kind of like um (laughs) i'm so wounded i don't know what i'm doing can you help me you know (laughs) i need guidance (laughs) uh and then there's also like the maverick or the joker who likes to like uh, tease people or or or, or like prick people's bubbles
2: or or or, 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 just
0: be cheeky yeah and then Lawrence,
2: lawrence i just want to say that even though andy said what he said you're fully welcomed as you are in our eyes like if anything during this show we just embrace whatever shows up and we also own where we are if we don't have expectations then we're always ready to drop everything yeah and yeah, I, that's I, that's I know i know i noticed there's uh now that there's, there's a kind of high energy coming from you
1: yeah <laughs> uh, like the, the opposite intention is now created <laughs> no but
0: i'm enjoying it because it's like you what i feel is the permission actually what i feel is the permission because of that conversation let's say because of that putting it on the table right so what what it's allowed for me is not to have to show up in any way and there's a kind of animation that's possible like i'm that's enjoying it i'm enjoying question
1: it for more. you Bambus, but yeah. i interrupted you there what what else did you have going on because you were saying something, yeah. But you were speaking, and then I interrupted. So, what was going? What, what did you <laughs> want to say?
2: Pretty much, that was it. I, I was actually going to ask if we can take a deep breath in and reset a little bit, mm. and maybe through the breath, just tuning into if, if if you want to continue sharing what you were sharing, or if something else is coming up for you.
0: Hmm. <laughs> i'm just giggling because i saw that comment that's a very sweet comment yeah about the calmness i really appreciate
1: it Bolalong is from south africa he's our third uh interviewer he's never with us but he's always with us nice
0: thank you Bolalong.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah what i get is there's um
0: there's a sprightly joy of dancing around the different personalities and talking about it I love talking about it but then underneath that there is a kind of calmness and um there's a sort of maybe you could call it solemnity and i judge it um because i'm scared of it being um let's say too serious or um I like being funny I want to be funny I want to be <laughs> you know all those things so there's a there's a but there's a, underneath that there is just silence something much more real silence yeah mm. and I could hang out in that space pretty easily for a, quite a while yeah
1: Hmm. <clears throat> you said earlier you said you were looking for a side or not looking but you you didn't have you were a lone wolf right tendency yeah tendency yeah tendency I'm to do everything on my own you know figure yeah. it out yeah. and I, I i'm very much the same so yeah. uh um and the interesting thing is the show exists because bambos said andy I like to record our talks, why don't we just do it online? So so the, the this wasn't actually a how do we create a show that has a flair of two different people? It was just like Andy, you're mentoring me, let's just do the mentoring online because I benefit and other people will benefit.
2: Mm. So And then and so. Andy said Andy said to me, I'm bored of talking to you, so I, I think, I think let's, let's bring up on, on some guests. All of a sudden we start bringing guests on. Yeah. And hey, what would happen
0: our... if you switched around? They...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I was switching and Andy was switching. Good. Uh,
1: that's hysterical. Like
2: <laughs> How does it feel to be in the middle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Other hand, Andy. <laughs> uh,
0: I kind of like it because, at least I'm staring straight at the, the camera, <laughs> and then I can look to you both like that. So more natural.
1: Yeah, yeah but the, I guess the reason that the, I went to that lone wolf tendency is it, it's it's there's a, I I would say going back to a word that you had in your profile, I've sensed that my life moves more from surrender than it does from direction at this present moment. So doing this with Bombos feels more like a surrender experiment than it does, hey, dude, we got to create a podcast and we got to get people interested and we've got to create things that... So it's like that energy is... There is some of it because we started the show and we said we're going to invite people on, no topic or subject matter, and we're just going to talk for an hour. And I said, Bambos, you know, I want to have at least one guiding subject so that people might tune in. (laughs) Like that was the kind of that was a a, a level of, of structure that we gave it. Yeah. But we'd yeah, have show you yeah.
0: You have the consistency as well. That's the thing. I've done this, I've I have my I have a little show, I have my show, Lawrence Shorter's Spiritual Experience, and it's similar. But it's the how many times have I shipped it? I don't know, six times, seven times, eight times? And that's oh, over cool. two years, right? You've done it, you know. It's this is the thing. That is also structure, isn't it? Consistency is
1: but but, but get this. If Bambo said to me, Andy, I don't want to do this any longer, it would end. So yeah. the reason that I'm surrendering to this process is because I get joy from sharing these moments together with guests and in our own subjects. Yeah. It's never. So I would imagine if you had a person in your life who you joy, enjoyed being with and you said, let's fuck around for an hour every day. Let's invite the most random people on. Like I'm trying to I'll, find. I'll I got honest. my. I'll be yeah,
0: The person whose company I enjoy the most is mine. and you know i do love those other people i love and i collaborate with but but you know what i am my love affair
2: and uh
0: i am fascinated by myself and what's more i love the things i come out with and i write and i spend all my time i I wish i spent more time in conversation with myself because there's so much there and it sounds ridiculously narcissistic but you know no it does not i actually feel like I am the person I want to get to know. And and if everyone were as individualistic as I would like to be, the world would be quite different. And uh, and I think that I need to go there before I can really... I mean, I'm married, right? I've, I've managed to form a long-term relationship. But you know how they say you have to marry yourself first. And so, I, agree. I got. I got to
1: do it, yeah. I, I just to want to tell you... I mean, with a loud F, I fucking want to see it. Okay. And I swear to you, I would watch that shit like it was like hotcakes. You speaking into a mirror. And then it would I just, I, I, the show can be called Reflections of Lawrence. And just all the things that you've always wanted to say, but never felt comfortable enough to do it till now. Like that would be Jesus. That would be, that would be tune in time for me for sure. I'll put that into my do-later pipe.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, I wanted to say something, but I think I've forgotten. Oh, yeah. No, you're aspirational for me, right? So you talk about, you know, I can see in you, you have the same quality of uh, imparting wisdom, you yeah? know, because it's, it's instinctive to you to impart wisdom and to speak from experience. And, and, and I, you guys are ahead of me. I, I love it. I don't mean in any spiritual sense. I don't think you're ahead of me spiritually. But I I think it's fucking great how you have managed to build surrender in and how you are living that process. And the question I wanted to pose, maybe because I'm a natural workshop leader, is, you know, like where is that edge for us, for each of us? Like where could we surrender more? Like where could we? Now what's the frontier for that for you? I'm asking it for myself. I'd like someone to ask me that. Like where could I
1: surrender more? Yeah, where is the surrender? What's that for you? If you had to guess.
0: The surrendering is letting go of needing to uh, ask any more questions, actually. Because <gasps> yeah. oh, I know, I, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> wow. I think I know everything. <laughs> I don't mean I know everything, but I know, I know, it's it. Yeah. The, the addiction to asking questions. is. Oh,
1: wow. Um, that's a biggie.
2: Yeah. What, what was the title of our podcast?
1: <laughs> the title was The Art of Having No Idea.
2: Yeah. It feels like we lived it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I want to go back to that last statement, though, Lawrence. You just dropped a bomb. You just farted in the room and left and let like pretended like it wasn't you. Oh, wow. Not having any more questions. Hmm. What would well, that mean? What would that well, mean for you not to have any more questions? Well, I admit
0: it's not the first time I've thought it.
1: Um, Obviously not. No. But,
0: I, but I'm not doing – But I, so let, let's put it this way. It would mean stepping into knowing uh, and stepping into knowing first for myself. And I have a little mantra, just very recent mantra, which I've had to create myself, which is – there's a very old mantra that I have, uh, an anti-mantra. That is, um, I need someone to tell me what to do, <laughs> and it comes back to when I was a, I was all on my own, at school, hundreds of miles from my my family, and I'm ten or eleven. I'm wandering around, on my own in the playground, because everyone else has gone home to their families, <laughs> and I like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. To this day, there's a, as a an anti mantra, a negative a negative matter, an anti matter mantra, which is tell me what to do someone tell me what to do and so my medicine mantra is I know what I'm doing and um, and it's so easy to forget oh I know what I'm doing and that is that's that is growing up that's what growing up looks like for me that's what stepping stepping into uh, leadership looks like Mm. yeah
2: yeah what's happening Andy
1: Oh, I, I, you know, me, I'm like, there's always 20. I, I was with someone for today. I spent the day with somebody who I always leave nameless because I don't want the guilty to feel guilty. Um, the, the And the individual was in a kind of a situation where they said something to another person. And then that got to be a big explosion. So now the friend of theirs for 40 some odd years now is trying to create some friction and by getting other people involved and making groups of four people to fight on WhatsApp. And then then I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, interesting, you're allowing this to unfold. You're letting the context be defined of how you're gonna try to arrange a discussion between four people of which two people don't even really belong there because this person wants to prove you wrong. Like this is really, this is really screwed up. So my mind is really simple. I have an on-off switch. I'm like, no, I take myself off the WhatsApp group and I don't have to, I mean, it's a simple decision for me. It's like I made that decision 20 years ago that I'm not going to participate in somebody who's kindergarten uh, kind of behavior, right? And, uh, but this person was totally unable to make that simple decision. They weren't able to just say, "Oh, I'm removing myself <laughs> from the group because I don't want to participate in this childhood uh, uh, kind of drama." And um, and as you spoke, there was something that came up for me was that uh, there's a uh, these learning moments, and and I don't know exactly what it was specifically, but the learning moment is like, "Oh, I've made decisions twenty years ago that serve me today." <laughs> like I don't have to relive that experience. And there was something you just said, and. It connected to that experience that i just had a few hours ago and i don't even remember what you said in the meantime do do i have I don't, what was the subject that brought me to this
2: do, do you know what happened dandy what i've i rarely see you um looking to your left it's uh-huh. it's normally you do this or you do this uh-huh. but t- today <laughs> you look to your left like really for a while i was like what part of the brain is he going to now like you were you were going in somewhere yeah. to get something, so yeah, I, that's well, why. I asked I, you well, what.
1: I went in there, and I don't know. I had a deep association with what Lawrence just said, and now I don't have any idea how I got there. There was a deep connection with what it was going on, but obviously the two of you didn't get it, so it couldn't have been that clear.
2: Uh, Lawrence, you said something, and I, I have a belief, so I'm owning it's a belief. I have a belief that leaders should let go of knowing. <laughs> Mm Oh, oh, thank
1: you for uh, (laughs) this guy didn't know he did not. He did not come from the confidence that you were just speaking from. So what I saw was he wasn't able to lead his own life. He could not lead his own life because the context around him was deciding what rabbit hole he got stuck into. And as you spoke about leadership, I realized leadership is very much about having made decisions which are not right or wrong or better or worse. We talk about the non-duality component, but it's just, these are the decisions I've made for myself. They guide me. And I realize if someone hasn't done that, then it's really hard for them to lead their own lives. So that was, that was how I saw the and, connection.
0: Yeah, and to Bambos' point, I guess, it's, I guess the leader, the leader, <clears throat> the true leader knows that they don't know. And so they can make these decisions like you say, Andy, they make these decisions knowing they don't know. So there's like prepackaged forgiveness. There's uh, mistake tolerance and all that stuff. But but you, I think you've got to know you don't know. And then you know what to do, right? I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. always know what to do, but I know that I don't know. That means there are no, other, no more questions. There's just living. Yeah. And all the other stuff, you know.
1: Yeah. And I think that that, that, that the, the, the point you make is, is that that, deep awareness that you know that you don't know, and yet you're still making decisions. That's that tension space where actually that's why I say my, my mentor would always say freedom is the absence of choice. And it was really, and and it was really funny is that, you know, over and over again, I come to realize that for myself was that, When I'm in a really difficult situation about integrity, about someone behaving a certain way, like I don't have a choice on how I'm going to deal with it because I've already decided many years ago these situations I'm going to treat in a certain way because I learned a principle that it didn't work the other way. Is it right? No. Do I teach it? No. I decided how I want to live and it doesn't mean it's better. It just means that's the way I've decided how to live. Yeah. Yeah which goes back to your leadership uh, as far as I see it, in my own words.
0: Hmm. But then you do know things, don't you? And um, for example, from the space of not knowing, which is why I love no idea, the idea of no idea, from the space of not knowing, I know what I want for dinner. Right? Or from the space of no idea, I know what I have to write here. Or from the space of no idea, I know I need to go and go to get, get this package from the post office, right? You know, and I think that's it. It's like, then you know, and you do know. It's like, oh yeah, I know.
1: I know. yeah, which is why those the book came so easily, right? i I tried to force writing this last book for about three months, and then I just started to walk. And then by walking, just walking, all of a sudden I started to write re- like in ways that would have never been done if I tried to force myself into the structure. It just happened. Did
0: you dictaphone it? Was that how you did
1: it? No, no, I, I wake up usually I, I when I get into that zone, I'll usually wake up at five in the morning and i, I I've written all my books on the iPhone. So I just mm. write on the iPhone in bed, and then mm. and then I and then I keep writing and writing. Like I don't edit. I like let the words come first so that they can mm. fill a, mm. a space, and then I look at it afterwards and I say, "Oh shit, that's not the book I really wanted to write." <laughs> mm. But it's 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 there's a surrender and a joy, and I love reading it. And I'll read Bambo's a chapter, and he'll mm. you know whatever he'll appreciate or not. But there's just a process. That's how I.
0: Can I ask you something about time? So I um, mis- mistakenly probably thought that we would be talking for an hour.
1: Yeah, we, we but, should be talking for an hour. Oh, is that
0: fine? Okay, because I got
1: literally I do have to
0: run down and I promise my wife I'd pick something up from the store. But, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to leave as well. Can I just say one thing that's been bugging me a lot, which is that I keep looking up because there are clouds and sky and tree, trees up there, but I realize it must look really terrible.
2: It does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really sorry about that, but I've I obviously looked like I'm thinking all the time. And I'm just looking at the sky because it's so nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and because my laptop's not up here. Oh, actually. that would have been better. You look far more guru-like from that perspective. It's funny. <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You look far better there. I well, thought Andy you were going to say I need to that. admit that the cat ears above Andy's head are really irritating. <laughs> Uh, no i'm mainly irritated
0: by myself as i pointed out before but yeah i mean so it's all finished like this holding my computer yes up like that, and i apologize for my untelogenic behavior
1: yes yeah. we cannot wait to have you on another show i tell you that and uh and uh um i think we're going to call this show how i am going to start loving myself yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> great. great it's great thank send, you Lawrence. send me a link By the way, just there's also something to be said. You actually do real things in the world where people come to you. And would you like to share that so people might want to find you? You're very
0: sweet. I do. I coach people. I work with leaders. I work with creative leaders, and that is anyone who wants to bring something into the world or has already brought something into the world of, of significance and wants to deepen their inner leadership. So
1: thank you. And where would they find you if they wanted to get more information? They would find me at my
0: website, lawrenceshort.com.
1: And there is a picture oh, just of Lawrence. Me. I'm going to warn you: there's a picture of Lawrence with paradox. What is that called? Peroxide, peroxide hair. Yeah, and yeah. you might not recognize him from this photo. I was a bit confused. So just in case, that is Lawrence on that picture.
2: I don't know what peroxide hair is. So
1: that's that white hair when you put in oh. the really white. Yeah. Um. Thank you. You're, we don't want to get your wife uh, in trouble. We don't want to get in trouble bye. with the wife. Okay. Much bye love. Bye, Thank bye you. Lawrence. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.
2: It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way. Uh oh, uh. Oh.